This story is Anansi and the Six Sons. comes from the west coast of Africa. If you're ready for a story, put your hands on your head. If you're ready for a story, put your hands in the air. If you're ready for a story, put your hands anywhere. When I say creak, you'll say creak, creak. A long time ago, back when the animals could talk, there was a spider named Anansi. And Anansi knew. How? We don't know, but he just knew. He was going to have six children, so he had to make his garden bigger. He was out there chopping down some trees to clear the forest to make it bigger. When all of a sudden, his wife, a sow, Anansi, Anansi, our first son is here. But when he came in the house, he took one look at his first son and said, She looked at him and said, What did I tell you? Our job is to love them and accept them just the way they are. And besides, I'm sure something good will come of this. And soon they found that this son, he could see trouble coming and he could avoid it. So they named him Sea Trouble. Now the second son came. And Anansi came in the house and said the same thing again. Oh, no, what are we going to do? Everybody's going to be... What did I tell you? Our job is to love them and accept them just the way they are. And besides, something good will come of this. Well, this son, he was born with muscles everywhere. He had muscles on his hands, on his legs, on his toes, on his fingers, on his eyebrows. Yeah, even on his eyebrows. And so he came outside and he saw that his dad was trying to make the garden bigger. And he's like, hey, dad, can I help? He's like, uh, no, you're too little and you can't use an axe. I don't need an axe, dad. Which tree are you going to pull down next? And Anansi pointed to a tree. And this son came over, wrapped four of his eight spider appendages around the tree and pulled it right out of the ground and threw it across the forest. Anansi's eyes almost popped out of his head. He's like, can you do that again to that tree? And he did. And again. And again. And soon, the whole area for the garden was as big as he needed it to be. He cleared the forest, so they named him Forest Clearer. Then he heard the call. His third son was born. He came in the house and he said, Oh, no, what are we going to do? His, how are we going to feed this one? His mouth was so big, it stuck out the sides of his head. And what did she tell him? What did I tell you? Our job is to love them and accept them just the way they are. And besides, something good will come of this. And soon they saw the good that would come of his giant mouth because sea trouble saw a flood coming. The snows were melting high in the mountains and the water was rushing down. Soon it would wipe out their village. And this third-born son said, I got it. And he went outside and he started drinking. <laughs> he drank up all the waters and there was no flood. 
and everybody celebrated and they said i think we have to call him drink up waters well then the fourth son came and anansi did the same thing we're gonna do he's like scary this son all eight appendages of this spider had sharp claws how are we gonna hug him and what did she say what did i tell you our job is to love them and accept them no way they are and so Something good will come of this, she said. I'm sure of it. So, besides the garden, Anansi also went hunting and fishing to feed his family. And when you hunt and fish, everything you catch is called game. And he had a whole big pile of fish. And it was a lot of work to take a sharp knife and fillet it and separate the guts from the parts you eat. And this son came out and said, Hey, Dad, can I help? No, I'm using a sharp knife. I don't need a knife. Watch this. And he went over to the pile of fish. And with his sharp claws, he went. <laughs> and in 20 seconds, there was a pile of guts and a pile of fish for them to eat. He said, whoa, that's amazing. We're going to call you Game Skinner. But the next son was born. And Anansi, of course, came in the house and said, Oh, no, what are we going to do? He's all lopsided. Well, this one was kind of like Forest Clearer, except it was only one of his eight appendages that was filled with muscles. It was bigger and stronger than his other seven appendages. Oh, yeah. But soon they found something really good came of this. He could pick up a rock and help his father hunt. Anansi was trying to get duck for dinner with a bow and arrow, but he couldn't reach. And this son picked up a rock and they had roasted duck for dinner. So they named him Stone Thrower because he could throw a stone maybe even high enough to hit the sun. Now the last son that was born, Anansi really couldn't believe it. He came in and said, Oh no, we're going to have to have a new house. What, we what did I tell you? Our job is to love them and accept them just the way they are. That's what it means to be a parent. And besides, I told you, something good will come of this. Well, this son was enormous. He was gigantic. And soon they found out what was good. All the other brothers jumped on top of him and bounced around. He was like a big, giant bed. So they called him large as bed because he was as large as a bed and he was soft and cushiony and they would jump on him. So the six brothers grew up and they were really happy and they were all different. And thanks to their mom, they all learned to love and accept each other. And then one day, Anansi went off into the village to sell all the things that they had made out of all the skins that Game Skinner had skinned. And... He didn't come back. One day, two days, three days, four days, five days, six days, seven days, a whole week. Aso was so worried. She called her children in order. Do you remember them? Sea far, forest clear, 
Drink up waters, game scanner, stone thrower, largest bed. Hurry, hurry. And they came in. They said, what's wrong? Ah, uh, your father is missing. He's not missing, Mom. He went to the village to sell everything we made out of the skins. Uh, he's been gone for a week. Something must have happened. Seafar said, hold on, hold on. Let me climb a tree. I'll see what I can see. He could see so far. He could see a, for miles. And he scanned the whole world. <gasps> until he saw where father was. He came down and he told him, our father, our father has been swallowed by a fish and he's in the middle of a lake. Forest clear said, where, where, point to the lake. And he cleared the path. He took out every tree that was in their way and made a whole new path straight to the lake so they could get there as quick as possible. Sound effects, please. When they got to the lake, they got really concerned because now they didn't have their fishing rods or their fishing net, and how were they going to catch the fish? But Drink Up Water said, I got it. And he went over to the lake and he started drinking. He drank up the whole lake. And there was nothing but a bunch of fish flopping around on the bottom of the lake bed. Game Skinner said, Which one? Which one? Quick, Seafar, where is he? Look through the fish. And Seafar, with his amazing vision, looked into all the fish. He's in this one right here. And Game Skinner went over and <laughs> cut open that fish, and out came their father. They were just about to give him a wet, gooey hug, when all of a sudden, a hawk flew down and picked up Anansi and flew away. They all started screaming, That's our dad! Let go of him! But Stone Thrower didn't say a thing. He reached down and he picked up a stone and he threw it right at that hawk. Ow, said the hawk. But when he said ow, his beak opened and Anansi went flying down to the ground. Ah, oh no, I can't watch, I can't watch. He's going to go splat on the ground. But Large's bed said, I got it, I got it. And he got there just in time to cushion his father's fall. Boing, boing. Well, they all jumped on the bed and gave father a big hug. And they said after that, he was not allowed to go out by himself. And so he had to always take one of his kids with him, which was sometimes annoying because his children were super curious and they had so many questions and they never stopped asking him things. Daddy, how come the fish can't walk on the land? Daddy, how come we can't stay underwater like the fish? Hey, Dad, how come the sky is blue? Hey, how come the grass is green and we can't eat it, but we eat lettuce, which is green? Daddy, <sighs> one morning, Anansi woke up and everybody was asleep. And he said, I'm just going to go for a walk by myself. Oh, the peace and the quiet of walking in the woods without a million questions. He was so happy. He walked and he walked and he walked. He was so happy he wasn't paying any attention to where he was going. And he walked into a part of the forest he had never been to. And then he saw this glowing light. He walked over it and it was this giant 
orb, this iridescent sparkling orb. And when he picked it up, he could toss it in the air and catch it. And he had a great idea. He said, this is the prize for my son who did the most to save my life. And he was walking with his orb, tossing it up and down, thinking, who should I give it to? Seafar did a lot. He saw where I was. Oh, Forest Clear got them there quickly by making the road. Hmm. And then, of course, drink up waters. If he hadn't drank up the water, then they would have never gotten to me. And Game Skinner, of course, opened up the fish so I could get out. But then Stone Thrower, he saved me from the hawk. And, of course, if it wasn't for Large's bed, who should I give it to? Well, while he was walking home contemplating who to give it to, Sky God came along. Anunce, what a beautiful thing you have there. What is it for? Oh, this is a prize. I'm going to give it to my son who did the most to save my life. Oh, well, until you decide, can I hold it for you? Looks like a good pillow for my nap. Sure. So he tossed it up to Sky God, and Sky God took it and went to sleep, floating in the sky. Well, when Anansi got home, after they all told him how worried they were that he had been out by himself, he said, shh, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Everything's fine. I found a prize. I'm going to give it to the one of you that did the most to save my life. And they all immediately started arguing about why they should get it. Turn and talk. Tell somebody why you should get it. They were really arguing. There was a loud, booming knock at the door. When they opened it, it was Sky God. Anonce, what is all that racket coming from your house? Oh, oh, sorry, Sky God. You woke me up from my nap. Oh, um, I, I was just, um, uh, uh, my, my kids were just kind of arguing over who should get that prize you were holding. Well, now I'm going to decide, since you woke me up. And Sky God entered the house. And they all sat up straight with great reverence. They had never seen Sky God before. Well, I will hear from each one of your sons about what they did. And then my decision will be final. So, who's the eldest in this house? Let's start with the eldest. I'm Seafar. Seafar, what did you do to save your father's life? I saw where he was. Mm, I see. If you didn't know where he was, they couldn't have gotten to him. That's correct. That's a very important thing you did. Who is the second born in this house who was born after Seafar? Horse clear, yes. Tell me what you did to save your father's life. Well, I made a pathway and I was ripping out the trees and made a pathway, everybody. And everybody followed. I see. If it wasn't for you, they couldn't have gotten there quickly. That is very important. Who is the third born in this house? Yes, third born. Drink up waters. 
What did you do to save your father's life? Um, I drank up all the water so they, um, my family could get an entree out of the water. Mm, this is very important if it wasn't for you. And now it is time for the fourth born. His name is Game Skinner. Game Skinner, what did you do to save your father's life? I skinned open a fish and I got him out. Mm, that's true. He would have been digested if you hadn't done that. All right, who is the next born? Who's the fifth born in this house? I do that stone at that bird's wing. Mm. So, stone thrower, you threw a rock at the bird's wing? And how did that help your father? It made him fall. Otherwise, the hawk would have eaten him, I see. And who is the last born, the sixth born in this house? Biggest bed, and I cushioned my dad's fall. Ah, because he would have been splat on the ground. Well, Sky God listened to all of these arguments, and he sat there for what seemed like forever. All of the children had their fingers crossed behind their backs. Let it be me, let it be me, let it be me. I want, I want the prize, I want the prize. <laughs> but when he spoke, they were all stunned. Don't forget, my decision is final. I shall give it to none of you. What? And I shall give it to all of you at the same time. Huh? Sky God took this beautiful ball of light and put it up in the sky for everyone to see. And he called from the sky. And now, Anansi, you and your family can look up at this moon and remember... There is no one, not ever, before, or ever after, like any one of you. And so it was. Every time the moon was full, Anansi and his family would go outside, and they would remember how unique each one of them was, and they would celebrate how special they were. And that's the end of that. about Anansi and the six sons is that Anansi keeps saying the thing that he always said and his wife keeps saying, what did I tell you? Our job is to love them and accept them just the way they are. I felt like the moral for Anansi and the six sons, the sons like um, learn that they don't need a prize even though they're really strong and good. I like Nancy and the Six Sons because no one could be like the same and the best. I like Nancy and his Six Sons because it's no one can be better than the other and it shows like that compassion sort of. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the stories. And remember, the way to love a story is to tell it. Share it with somebody else. Put it in your own words. Change it. Make it your own. And tell your own stories. And most importantly, live your story. 
life can be a fairy tale. 